0: this is the small church media podcast with mark hyde what is up friends and welcome to november which i think since it's november we can officially talk about christmas right because i mean even though it's not quite Thanksgiving, and there's, there's those people where it's like after ah, Thanksgiving, we can talk about Christmas. Yo, we pass Halloween or Reformation Day, whatever you want to talk about it. But yo, we are into almost the cold season, which means it's almost Christmas season. And you're hearing Mariah Carey now playing on every single every single speaker all across America. So I guess it's time that it is socially acceptable to talk about Christmas. But here on the Small Church Media Podcast, yo, we've already been talking about it for a week. So <laughs> it doesn't matter anyways. Well, hey, we are in. Into a six week little mini series talking about how to get your church ready for Christmas and not just get your church ready for Christmas, but how to help use digital media to maybe encourage your people for the church season and also get some new people into your church to hear about the gospel and the good news about Jesus and using technology to do it. Last week, we talked about the media checklist for Christmas, and in the coming weeks, we got some good conversations. But today, we're going to be talking about FOMO and a digital marketing strategy to increase engagement and excitement for the Christmas season. Now, FOMO might be a word that (laughs) you've never ever heard before. And it's just us weird millennials and Gen Zers who say FOMO, but FOMO and also FOBO, that's another one. But FOMO is a little tag that a lot of people are using and It just stands for the fear of missing out or FOMO, the fear of... Actually, I guess it's um, FOMB. FOMBA? It's not FOMO. It's FOMBA, I guess. But fear of something... So F-O-S-B, fear of something better? I don't know. That one just came off the cuff. But FOMO, the fear of missing out, is honestly... What controls culture and society in today's day and age? And there's no question about it. And FOMO is what causes many people to do what they do. FOMO is why so many parents put their kids in multiple sports because they want their kids to be the D1 athlete and they want to provide them a good athletic experience. And they don't want to be that parent who looks around and goes, oh, you know what every other parent is doing this and I I don't want to be the one not doing it. So that's why you know parents do what they do with their kids. This is why so many people will spend tons of money on new cars and experiences and houses because they look on Instagram, they look on Facebook, they think they're missing out on something in life so they will Let's just be honest, throw money away for the experiences and the cars and the shoes and the clothes and all that different type of stuff. FOMO is also why people make unwise choices to fit in socially. You hear people all the time where it's like, well, I didn't really want to go and do that. I didn't really want to go and, you know, do this, but I didn't want to be the person on the outside getting made fun of. And in fact, this is why many teenagers do the really dumb things that they do. They don't want to be the only ones and they're then they're getting laughed at for not going to the party or they don't want to be the only ones. That are caught doing this, that, and the other. They don't want to be the only ones that, you know, miss out on these really fun opportunities that, you know what, they probably shouldn't do it and they know they shouldn't, but they have a life they got to live and they don't want to miss out on that experience. And so many times, FOMO is viewed as a bad thing. However, smart business people and also artists, particularly music artists, actually use FOMO to get people to buy and show up to their events. And cause people to have great experiences. Now, sometimes FOMO is really bad, but in the right hands, FOMO can actually be pretty good. And a lot of musical artists have started to, uh, for lack of a better word, rethink how they do their performances. In fact, you know, Taylor Swift, I mean, what, you, you have to be living under a rock to not know who Taylor Swift is, but she runs her entire tours, I believe, on FOMO. You know, she creates these amazing experiences where, like, she uses technology with these glowing bracelets that connect you to all the other people. So based on the song, like, your wristband will change different colors with the people around you and actually will go to the beats of the song. I've heard some will actually, like, buzz as well. I don't know if that's true or not, but some will actually buzz, to let you know that, you know... Concert starting and it will actually buzz and get more and more excited before the big song breaks out. You know, she also brings in intentionally big time special guest artists and guest appearances at every single event and you never know who is going to show up. She will pay millions of dollars in videographers so that way no matter where you sit, you look like you're watching her right there next to her because they have LED screens all over the place and videography so that way you don't feel like even though you're in the cheap seats, you're missing out. Um, You know, she also doesn't just sing songs, but she actually will have these little chats with her audience. She'll talk about real life experiences or struggles or heartaches that she's having. So that way, when people are with her, they're not, she's not just singing a song. She intentionally wants it to make it feel like, you know, you can listen to her stuff on Spotify or Apple music. But when you pay big money to go see her, she wants you to feel like you're part of the family. You're just a good friend of mine. We're going to party. We're going to have a good time. But we're going to do a lot of different things where if you miss this event, you're going to miss the most talk about thing of the year in your community. And that's how she runs her events. And that's why so many artists just like her and so many other businessmen just like her will use FOMO to create these big experiences to get people to A, show up, B, get people engaged, and then C, talk about their experiences with other people. So here's my question. Can churches use FOMO to get the same results that these people actually do for, you know, whatever secular reason that they want, but can the church use FOMO correctly to help people remember the excitement of the Christmas season, be want to be actively engaged in whatever's going on, and also tell people about what's going on and what is to come? And I think the answer is actually yes. <laughs> yes, yes, we can. So here's how churches can use FOMO to help bring in the holiday season and then use a digital marketing strategy on the back end of those events and during those events to help bring people into the holiday season. So here's the first thing that churches can do is create an event where everyone in your church can engage with one another and create a memory at the same time. So this has to be done creatively by you. And there's so many different ideas that you can do as a church body. And there's so many different um cultures and styles of churches. And so, you know what? You got to find something that works for your church. And you know what? Some people might not even agree with me on this one, but I think that you need to find a time where your church is already gathered together in your building. You're tracking with me and you can create a fun holiday experience where you can expect a high attendance and you don't have to worry about heavy promotion And you can create something where people will talk about it for months to come. So for our church, we actually thought about doing something just like this. And that's in the question, okay, when do people, or I should say, when is a time where there's already a ton of people coming to our church in the building, and we decided to not do it as a part of the actual worship service, even though I think that could be a fun strategy to help just create a family environment. That's what the gathering of the church is, to come together as a family to worship Jesus, and you can do this at the same time. But we decided to use our Sunday school hour because we had a great Sunday school hour at our church, now this was before COVID, where we had a thriving student ministry where you know uh, we were doing a lot of fun conversations, and we were getting a lot of students to show up. Our children's ministry Sunday school hours were super, super highly attended as well, which also meant that parents would stick around and join various connect groups. So we already had a large portion of our church, and I would say at any given time, anywhere from 50 to 60% of our church, maybe even 70 on some Sundays, were already gathered in our building. So what we did one Sunday before the Christmas season, it was uh, pretty early in December, actually. We canceled Sunday school, had a small breakfast, you know, like donuts, muffins, coffee, hot chocolate, juice, milk, water, whatever you want to do. Um... Um, I I just want, let's be honest, coffee, cake, and coffee. So that made me happy. But then we actually got together as a church family in the gymnasium, and we made holiday ornaments together. And you know what? These weren't like the cheap Oriental Trading Kid ornaments that were foam with stickers. Now, we had those just for fun. But we actually made ornaments that you will actually want to put on your tree. So what we did is we took a glass ornament and we found some really cool Pinterest ideas where you could create like little snow scenes inside of this ornament that was easy to do for kids, but also fun to do for the older people as well. And they turned out pretty cute actually, you know? So we took these ornaments, we had like these really cool little Etsy style tags on them where people could write their name and write the year or they was already written on them for them. We also had some... uh, just basic designs and other little labels that we um, cut on a cricket that people could attach as well, where it said Merry Christmas across the front with the year. They were super cool. People were really excited about doing this as a family so they could have a family ornament for their tree which honestly was really cool cuz a lot of people nowadays don't really come together to make an ornament for that year for their tree to remember what went on that year. So our church we decided to do that just as a fun way to do it together as a family. But here's the kicker, all right? We had an ornament for every single family to take home for their own tree or multiple trees however they wanted to do it. But we had a ton of of extra ornaments intentionally so that way that church members could take an ornament and actually create one so they can invite their neighbors to our Christmas services. So here's what we instructed them to do was we you know take the ornament that you just made with the Christmas invite bake a dozen cookies and go invite your neighbors to church. Just say, hey, we wanted to give you a dozen cookies, super normal during the holiday season. Here's an ornament that was easy for me that I would say that Elliot made for you because he was my son and Evie wasn't really old enough, so it was just Elliot. So Elliot made this ornament for you and we'd love to see you at church. And That went over so well with our church family and the community. Now, I want to give you a little bonus if your gears are starting to turn a little bit and thinking, oh, maybe we wanted to, to do an event like this where we create this event that people want to show up in, but then can Carry that excitement and invite other people to it. Here's something that I wish we did after this event, and I can't believe we didn't think about this, but something that would be really helpful for you as a church is if your church people can report back to you to know where exactly they dropped off those cookies. So that way your pastor can take a personalized postcard, again, with that same Christmas graphic, but handwrite a letter to those people and re invite them to the Christmas service. So they were invited. It, personally by the pastor of the church and then they were also invited by a church member in that community as well that wasn't just a random person but it was actually Just a neighbor. And then this is where the digital side comes in. So while you're doing this event, just get some pictures. You know, walk around with your iPhone, and it doesn't really need to be a ton. Now, if you get a ton, that's super cool, but you really only need a few good pictures so you can use it on your social media pages, on your Google My Business, share those memories with your church family so they can share those pictures on their own pages as well. Just to be able to say, hey, we had a really fun event with our church family where we made ornaments together so we can remember the season, but also invite our neighbors to church. Here's a second way that you can use FOMO is to create ways to have various families engage with the actual worship service leading up to Christmas. And then again, Document that with pictures, whether it's a special song by the kids, like maybe not even a whole kids Christmas program, but just maybe one song for the the four weeks leading up to the Christmas service where the kids always sing one song together. Or if your church does Advent readings, actually invite entire families up to read those, especially have the kids read part of those as well. Maybe you can have testimonies from various people just talking about the ways God has blessed them over the year. But whatever you do, try to get as many people involved in your actual worship service as you can leading up to Christmas. And here's why. Because if you can get families to get engaged and involved in the services leading up to Christmas, you most likely will be able to help them stay engaged during the Christmas season. And then again, why take pictures of it? I mean, well, for one, mom and dad's want pictures of their kids being super, super cute up on stage doing their thing. But it also helps them be able to remember, hey, look what you were able to do as a kid and worship Jesus in doing this and how you serve the church. And you can use those pictures again on your social media. Media, on your website, you know, parent discretion advised, make sure you get permissions with that. But again, if you're doing these really cool, unique styles of things in your Christmas service involved or in the services lead up to Christmas, you can take picture of those and document those and use this as a way to help show, Hey, here's some of the fun stuff that we have lead up to Christmas on your social media. Number three, this is the last one I'm going to give you because, man, we're already past 10 minutes. I promised 10 minutes before we when we started the podcast, but let's be honest, that's just out the window. But here's one of my favorite things, all right? Here's the third way you can add FOMO to your services. Again, number one is to just create an event where everyone can engage together and create memories and then invite people, get excited about that. Number two, get people actually engaged in the worship services and make sure you take pictures of those. And number three is add elements to the end of each service to help people get excited to come week after week, leading up to Christmas, whether it's ice cream sandwiches, like seriously, just ice cream sandwiches, and maybe some like of those orange creamsicle pops, those get kids freaking out exciting. So maybe it's ice cream sandwiches. Maybe it's a luncheon with very good, like like good food, like real food, not like, you know, really cheap stuff, but the good stuff, or hey, just a carry in. You set up the bounce houses in the gym, you have cookie decorating after church for the teenagers. Maybe you visit the nursing homes as a group, do some Christmas sings. One church I know they did something called wing sing, where they all the dudes went and sang at the nursing home, and then after that, they went to Wings, etc., a local wing spot here, and they just had a good old time doing that. But um, either way, if you can create ways for people to stick around at church after the service, since they're already there, it's more likely that they're A, going to come to the service so they can do whatever's going on after the service. But since they're already at church, and if you're providing food for them, whether it's quick or a long extended time, the fact that they're already at church means they don't need to take another night to drive to your church. They're already there, which means they may stick around for that event. And hey, this is also a really fun way for people to invite their friends and their visitors and their family to a quote unquote fun experience. Experience for their kids. And you can advertise this as well, where you say, Hey, free ice cream Sundays after church in the lobby. Hey, we're going to have the bounce houses set up for the hour after church, and we're just going to have some coffee and water for you guys just to hang out and have a fun time with your kids. You can use that as a quote unquote marketing tool to get people excited about what's happening after service. Maybe they can bring their friends along with them and intentionally tell people that this is a fun, engaging way where they can invite their friends to this experience that they're having after church. So maybe when they walk in your building once, they'll walk in it again when it comes down the road. Here's another fun idea that you can use when you want to add an element before service or even after service is to do a free family photo session. You know, this doesn't need to be expensive and a lot of churches already do this, but here's where the difference is. All right. Create a little setup in the church and then hire an actual professional photographer, not just some Joe Schmo handing someone their iPhone and then taking a picture, but actually get a professional photographer to station the booth both before and after service. Now in our church, we were blessed to have a few different professional or semi-professional photographers in the church that did it for us for free. But you can normally find photographers that are just looking to serve the church. Um, I have one that will do a service for me for 75 bucks for the whole service. So if you add things on the front and the back end, it might only cost you 100 and 150. 50 bucks for your church to actually hire a photographer during the service. And then you can use them during the service to get photos of the actual service. So it's like, you know, two birds, one stone, but it's not just getting pictures for your church to use as marketing materials, but this is a free gift that you can give to your church members. You can take these photos and just send them out to the people or put them on a, a little link, like a pass as one app that you can do or just stick them in Dropbox or however you want to do it and let people down those photos or you could also take those and make Christmas invites for people already or make little frames and just say, you know, Christmas 2021 at Livingstone's Church. Whatever you want to do, you can make that a graphical element so that way people can get both the family photo and also the one that has the tag of the church. And when people share that photo, you can say, oh, these people, like they actually did it at church. That's actually really exciting. And this is also a really fun way where you can get people to come into your service because they know they will walk away with a professional family photo and busy families have a really hard time getting these things scheduled. So if you can just do it at your church for your people, people will honestly really appreciate it. Now, here's the deal, though. Whatever you do coming into Christmas, coming out of Christmas, Easter, uh, the fall season, whatever you want to do, I'm a big fan, as you can tell, as taking photos as much as possible. Now, the nice thing about doing events like this, like, you know, one specifically around Christmas where you can get people engaged, is a lot of times families will take photos themselves and they can just send you the photos and you don't even need necessarily to worry about it. But, You also could just walk around with a basic iPhone and just take pictures of these events. And here's why this is important. You can get content to advertise for your Christmas services on Facebook, on Google, however you want to do it. And here's why. People in the community want to see that your church actually likes each other, that they actually love each other, and that they actually enjoy spending time with one another to have a digital strategy coming out of these quote unquote FOMO events. And here's the strategy. We've already talked about it. Get pictures of everything, post those pictures online, and then use those pictures on your church's website, specifically the Christmas page, if you want, and use those photos to help engage your community by inviting them to take, uh, not take place, but to join a place where they can belong and they can be loved by people just like them. Hey, over the next four weeks, we got four more Christmas episodes that we're going to talk about next week. Hopefully we're gonna talk about the types of content you should be making to advertise your Christmas services. Uh, The next one is how to use Facebook ads for your Christmas services, then creative and cheap ways to do print advertising, because I still think you guys need to still do that, even though yes, it can be more expensive, but there's some creative and cheap ways to advertise your Christmas services using print materials, and then creative ways to use videos to invite people to your Christmas services. Hey, I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation. If you could do me a huge, huge favor, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, I would absolutely love it if you can leave me a review there. It helps other pastors and other small churches just like yours find this content. And if you want to take it even one step farther, share this episode with someone else that needs to hear it. If you have any questions or any conversations you want to have outside of this podcast, feel free to hit me up at hello at markhi.com, markhi.com, Instagram at T Mark Hyde or Facebook at Mark Hyde creative. But until next week, guys, take it easy. And hey, I guess have a Merry Christmas season. We're in November. So I guess I can say that, right? (laughs) Either way, I'm going to say it. Happy Christmas season, peoples. The Small Church Media Podcast is a part of Mark Hyde Creative.